Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. <laughs> you got us now. This 2012 Iowa caucuses are over. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And like I've said, you're going to get stuff here on this show you won't hear anywhere else. So we're glad you're listening. All you new listeners, thank you for tuning in. Download Doc Holliday's Tea Party and link it to your friends, and we'll keep growing, and we're going to have a voice in this election in 2012. So we're glad you're here. And let me tell you about this week's show. Yes, we will be talking about the Iowa caucuses. And we got New Hampshire this week. New Hampshire primary this week. And following that, the South Carolina primary coming on uh, January 19th. There's a big debate. I will be in Charleston, South Carolina with many other Tea Party folks. And we are going to be there to listen because South Carolina may be a turning point, and that's what we're going to go find out. So you be sure to hear everything right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Wow, we are in the middle of something that is just, it's an unbelievable race for the Republican nomination. Nobody could have ever predicted exactly the way it's gone up and down, back and forth, and now we are got a whole new environment ahead of us we're going to talk about that on this week's show and we got a special guest a reporter we've had on uh last year during the elections in 2010 and his name is chad groaning he's been staying on top of politics for many years and we're going to get him on air get his take on what's going on in this race for the republican nomination also we got this week's tombstone of the week award it does not go for anybody's words it goes for someone's actions actions that are totally disgusting when it comes to the constitution of the united states of america you need to listen to this week's rock of liberty speech and also the the tombstone of the week award because they're going to be tied in together so listen to the tombstone of the week award find out who has been messing with the Constitution, and then we're going to put it all together in the Rock of Liberty speech, the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire primary, the South Carolina primary coming up, and the Florida coming up in the January. So much going on. We're going to tie it in all together in the Rock of Liberty speech. So stay tuned. Hold on to your hats. And there's one thing I just want to know. With all this going around... President Obama's still in charge of the White House and this economy, and I just want to know who will stop the rain. Oh, yeah, and I wonder who is going to stop this rain coming down from President Barack Obama. I don't know. 
Who's it going to be? Mitt Romney, Rick Santorum, Ron Paul? Uh, who's going to stop the rain? Will it be Newt Gingrich? But the rain is coming down on this country, on this uh, economy, and it's coming around. We're being drowned in, in unconstitutional decisions coming out of the White House, and that's why I got to go straight to uh, this week's uh, Tombstone of the Week Award. I just got to go straight to it before we get to the Iowa caucuses, before we get to our guest coming up, and because that's something that you need to know about what's going on with the uh, Tombstone of the Week Award. And if you, they planned this, they had it planned all along, right after the Iowa caucuses, when everybody's talking about the Iowa caucuses, what did President Downgrade himself do? Well, uh, go back to one of the gifts that was given to us, like a Trojan horse in the Dodd-Frank law, whatever you want to call that, that Barney Frank and Chris Dodd put together. Frank's retiring from uh, the House of Representatives. Barney Frank's retiring because of his uh, awful, awful past. And, and now Christopher Dodd's already retired from the Senate. They put their name to this thing, and the, the Trojan horse in there says, we got to have a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, another huge bureaucracy. And until now, you know, it hasn't been able to, to do anything because it is required to have a leader before it can exercise any power. In the Senate confirmation vote, Republicans successfully have blocked President Obama's nominee, Richard Cordray. But last week... Uh, the day after the Iowa caucuses, when all the news was coming out, they sneaked in there. President just just looked the other way from the Constitution when he thought everybody else was looking away. Is a presidential grab for power that is not his. But President Obama, President Downgrade himself, appointed Richard Cordray to the this uh, agency without any congressional approval. Now the. The Constitution says there has to be approval. And, and this is how the bill was written. And while the Senate, you know, it's in a pro forma session, meaning that they aren't conducting any business, but they are in session. And the reason they are is because the, both houses of the Congress have to agree to uh, be out of session. And the House would not do that because they did not want these appointments made uh, that were made when session when Congress is not in session. So they've had somebody going in, gaveling in, gaveling out. So they are in session. Hey, this is nothing new. When the Democrats took control in 2006, after the 2006 elections, they stayed in session. So President Bush could not make any any appointments when Congress was uh, gone, and 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 Bush didn't. He didn't do a constitutional power grab. But this president is different. He has just, we've talked about it on this show, he's disrespected the Constitution, and once again, he snubs his nose at the Constitution, the Constitution that he swore an oath to uphold and to defend. And he's attacking the Constitution himself. Please, Americans, please, listen to this Tombstone of the Week Award. And then, now, that's not it. That's not the end of it. Because on the same day, it goes back. He, he appointed three people 
to the the National Labor Relations Board. We've talked about that on this show, how they were so going to empower unions that they were going to even shut down a decision by Boeing, by Boeing to to a private business and where they could actually set up a, a place to, to build airplanes. They're going to go in South Carolina. They didn't want them to do it, so they, they were going to keep them from doing it. That did, eventually, Boeing worked that out, and, and they dropped the, the complaint. But that doesn't tell you, that still means this National Labor Relations Board, it couldn't work without enough members. So Congress was not going to let them have enough members. But now, Mr. Downgrade, who cares nothing about our, our credit rating, uh, we got from AAA to AA rating, on, uh, so the president has, <laughs> cares nothing about our uh, credit, and now he cares nothing about the Constitution. There he goes. He, he, he put three new members so the National Labor Board could uh, move on. So what do you do? Well, one thing you can't do, and that's, that's allow this president to get reelected. I mean, if this doesn't fly in the face of anybody that loves the Constitution, that respects the laws, that the president of the United States would just do a power grab that uh, George W. Bush wouldn't do, Harry Reid used the same tactic to block George Bush from uh, doing any uh, uh, recess appointments. And now we got, a, we got a president that has no regard for Congress. I hope Congress will stand up for itself. So let's see what the Republicans do. Uh, I, hope they, I hope they'll stand up on the Constitution. If they don't, we, we need to throw a bunch of those out too. We've already got a lot of Republicans with some uh, primary, uh, pr primary contest. And maybe we need some more if they don't have to show any backbone right here to what the president's doing. So that's this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. Goes to the actions of President Barack Obama as he uh, just has, he snubs his nose at the Constitution and appointing these recess appointments while Congress is in session. It is in session officially. He cannot do recess appointments. He's doing them anyway. He's flying uh, face first into the wind of democracy that's blowing for the Republican, uh, I don't mean Republican as in party, but for the Republican way of government. That's where based, we're a nation based on laws, and he's thumbing, thumbing his nose at these laws. So he gets this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. These recess appointments should be buried six feet in the ground below us tombstone. All right, let's get on with the show. Uh, we're going to go right into... Uh, Talking about Iowa, we got our guest. It's Chad Groening. He's been a reporter for many, many years, and uh, we're going to see what his take is. But before we do, let me remind you that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we're so glad you're listening to us. And we are growing leaps and bounds because you are telling your friends about Doc Holliday's Tea Party and these rock-splitting politics. These are different times when it comes to politics. And that's why my new book is called Doc Holliday's Rock-Splitting Politics. We're getting people involved and we're helping the Tea Party see uh, where we can Gra gain ground as conservatives, but we want to be an influence into 
all of politics. And we're doing that with our rock-splitting politics right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. So listen to us each week and tell your friends about us. It doesn't matter if they're conservative, moderate, or liberal. They need to listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party so that they can get an insight on what's going on like you're getting right here. And I do want to remind you, my book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, can be purchased at www.teaparty.ms. Check it out right there. You can read the first chapter. You go there on uh, my website. And everybody needs this book to get them fired up for the elections, 2012. And it's got we got a bargain still going on right here in 2012 because... Uh, Herman Cain is out of the race for Republican nomination, but his 999 plan is uh, right on my website because it's $9.99 for a limited time. You can get my book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. So go to it and check it out. Now, we're given to go uh, right to Chad Groening and see what his take is on the Iowa caucuses. All right, we do have Chad on the line now. And Chad, what do you think about the Iowa caucuses? Huh? Do you have any surprises? Well, I think a lot of us, you know, shared the the surprise. Of course, I guess we knew it was coming. The, you know, the pundits said that uh, Rick Santorum uh, was surging and and could very possibly have won it, and he did it. it you know, he did it with, of course, a grassroots, you know, old style door to door type of campaign ad, which, of course. You know, he probably. He, I don't know that he can. He can win the presidency that way, though. <laughs> that that would take a, quite a bit of legwork. But uh, but certainly, uh, it did. It did get the the people motivated, and, and I think he's he that he's going to get some money, and I, I think that he's going to really be uh, uh, the alternative now to uh, Mitt Romney. Well, if Mitt Romney uh, again can't seem to get over that twenty five percent mark, and yet we see the mainstream media now. I, I I know you're a reporter, but I don't put you in with the mainstream uh, media. But what I do see is that the, I, you continue to see of uh, Senator uh, McCain coming out for Romney. Now it seems like the establishment. The mainstream media, the White House, everybody wants Romney to get the Republican nomination, except for diehard conservatives. Well, I think one of the, the interesting things too, that coming out of it, I think the people, obviously, like you said, said he he, can, he cannot get over that that twenty five percentile mark, and and I, and, I, and I'll tell you the other thing too, and I'm of course I watched the uh, the, the 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 event itself, and and I was very impressed with how with with what Newt Gingrich said because Newt Gingrich basically. Is very very upset with with Romney right now, and, and and he's basically laid down the gauntlet, as you know, Ed, and 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 he basically was very complimentary to Rick Santorum, and he is, uh, I think, going to be kind of like uh, one of my uh, one of the persons I I interviewed today kind of told me that sort of like in football, you know, where where you've got a got a blocking back kind of blocking for you, and the running back can kind of take the ball. Because the blocking backs running interference for him, and I, and I think that that's kind of a good analysis. Because because I think that uh, New Gingrich, Gingrich is, is going to be the blocking back for uh, Rick Santorum with uh, Mitt Romney. Well, you know, going build on that analogy, I know uh, my uh, I didn't play uh, on the line, but my brother in high school football played on the line. I remember talking about one quarterback 
was always berating the line about y'all gotta y'all gotta get in there and stop letting me get killed back here. The quarterback getting killed, and he just kept blaming the offensive line, and you know that didn't inspire the line really to to, to uh, protect him. They put another quarterback in that was saying y'all y'all are doing good. That's a big, those big guys out there. Y'all gotta. Uh, you know, you're doing good. You got to give us some extra effort. And those, they gave an extra effort then because they're part of the team. The quarterback was a team with the linemen. And that's one thing, Rick Santorum, that I've seen that the other people have hit to the top plate, the number one uh, spot there for a while and then fell down. Rick Santorum is actually using the word team and let's work as a team. And, you know, that. That inspires people to think I can be a part of the team. And uh, so Rick may have something that we haven't seen, a little spark that uh, we haven't seen any other candidate use so far. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly think, too, that, that Rick Santorum, of all of the candidates in the race, with the possible exception of Rick Perry, who, of course, self-destructed because of his inability to debate uh, very well, and also he was he was basically uh, very bad on immigration. But, but Rick Santorum is, is about as clean as far as not having those skeletons. I mean, he did have that controversy, of course, you well know, Ed, back in uh, 2004 when he supported Arlen Specter, the very, very liberal Arlen Specter, and uh, it kind of cost him in the 2006 re-election bid that he, that he lost. But, uh, you know, and I know that, that there have been some issues that I know I, that, that he's had some, some votes that have been kind of questionable in some aspects, but really pretty solid conservative and a, and a social conservative you know, and also, I think very he'll he'll be he'd be he'd be a very strong um, national defense uh, president as well. Well, you know, you say those things, you bring out those uh, uh, points, and a couple of things. Number one, of course, anybody run for president, you want to see somebody with experience. That's where Barack Obama <laughs> had no experience. We put him right there in the White House as we as the American people. But you know, Rick Santorum is he's made some mistakes. I'm sure he'd probably like to go back and, and he might explain more why he supported Arlen Specter, but I suspect it had a lot to do with the uh race in two thousand and four. That's when Arlen was running. He backed him uh in the primary against a more conservative challenger, but it helped out George George Bush is trying to win the presidency. And in that aspect, George Bush did get four more years, George W. Bush then. And uh, that may have played a part of that. But the thing is that Rick Santorum has learned. He's been in positions of different positions, and he's learned so much. He's got the experience that he can build on. We don't want somebody that's perfect in the White House. we got somebody who thinks he's perfect in the White House now. <laughs> and and uh, so that's, that's why I think Rick Santorum appeals to start, is starting to appeal where before, uh, I don't know, it was just things were cloudy, but uh, we'll see how long, you know, if this Rick Santorum surge has legs or not. Well, one of the good things about it is is that his surge came at a, at a time when there was actually voting done. And the other thing, too, of course, with, with Michelle Bachman dropping out, that's, that could help him. I, I am a little bit uh, surprised that, that Rick Perry decided to, uh, to, to go ahead and go on to South Carolina and continue the campaign. I, I, just, I just don't see him, him, him getting anywhere. And, and I, as soon as if, if he would drop out, and, and then, then that would leave Gingrich basically with, with Santorum. And I, and I think Gingrich is probably... You know, is not going to really go after Santorum. You know, but as soon as some of these other conservative candidates drop out, then then Rick Santorum, uh, if he's the guy, will will be able then to to really put together the the percentage numbers to uh, to to defeat Mitt Romney. But until, as you know, Ed, those others are gone and out of the race, uh, still going to be a problem. 
Well, you know, uh, we see that. Of course, every four years we have this when whichever party's got a lot of people running. But the thing about the other candidates, if longer to stay in, like Rick Perry, he doesn't get more money coming in. In a way, that can help Santorum if he doesn't get momentum. It just because you know eventually it's going to be Mitt Romney against some big challenger. Is it you know it, will it be Gingrich or will it be uh, Rick Santorum? And I think Gingrich made in his statement he talked about it will you know that he he wanted to make sure that people know Romney's record. He's going to come out you know swinging. So it will be getting interesting looking on in the New Hampshire and, and what happens in New Hampshire and South Carolina. And then uh, right after that, it's Florida. So uh, the month of January is going to be very fluid. I don't know if it'll be as fluid as it was in Iowa, but we're going to see some things shaking out and shaping up. And, and in two or three weeks' time, a massive amount of uh, energy is going to be coming into somebody's campaign. Yeah, well, one of the th- one of the things uh, I think that 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 it, that it is important, you know, is is that is that somebody does carry the, the mantle of, of of course, you know, your your organization, the Tea Party, and and I certainly think that Santorum would uh, would fit the bill on that, you know, and uh, you know, it's just, but you know, one of the things about Romney, you know, Romney has not really been been challenged, and I think if Gingrich does go after Romney. You know, I think I think Romney needs to be have a, to, to, to have a little bit of attack on him. I, you know, he's he's been kind of kind of like like untouched by the mainstream media because they like him. They they want him to get the nomination, and you know the other candidates need that. You know, somebody has to really start to nick away at him. You know, really. Well, you you talk about everybody and the Republicans bring up uh, President Ronald Reagan's. You know, the eleventh commandment of the Republicans: Thou shalt not talk ill of another Republican. And yet, in a battle. You know, if Mitt Romney, if he doesn't get some attacks, he's going to get it poured on him if he does get the nomination by the Obama uh, attack team. So Absolutely. He, he better learn how to handle it now. And and so I think it'll be good. Everybody talks about, well, this could just be a bloodbath and just hurt the Republicans. No, we need to know who can stand up because we got to keep the main thing the main thing, and that is making sure Barack Obama is not reelected. And this, all this liberal garbage that's being pushed and the Constitution being challenged over and over by this administration is something that I don't think Americans will put up with. And we, everybody wants a silver bullet as far as a presidential candidate to say this is the one that can beat Barack Obama. I think any one of them still can beat him once we get everybody on one page. As far as conservatives, Tea Party people, moderates too, and but we got to get on one page. Well, certainly, certainly, I don't think that the New Hampshire is, is going to be the answer. I just saw, I'm seeing, watching a poll right now on the TV, Ed, where Mitt Romney's got 47 percent, Ron Paul 17, John Huntsman 13, and Santorum only 10 percent. That could change in the next week, but uh, I think, I think, obviously, from what I'm seeing with that, that uh, that uh, the conservatives need to move on down down south uh, here. Uh, to the South and South Carolina and Florida, and and I think New Hampshire just maybe maybe ought to be just maybe kind of like a, you know go go ahead and, and concede that to Mitt Romney because it looks looks like his numbers are pretty strong right now. There's a lot of ways to look at it. I, I would I would challenge that thought because Rick Santorum, being from Pennsylvania, we still call that the Northeast. He can get in there, and I I really believe he doesn't have enough time to try to battle in but he's got to get his message out to show that he is a nationwide candidate and uh, so I, I think you'll see 
Uh, I know he's, his fundraising stepped up, and uh, he'll be able to get some ads there in New Hampshire, and not to win, but if he just has a decent show in there, and I think that's what we'll see if uh, the conservatives in New Hampshire, which is not as many as in other states, but they can, uh, they're looking for somebody to throw their support to. So uh, I do think we can see some interesting things in New Hampshire. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out. And then, of course, South Carolina could be a huge, huge state and probably has never been as big as it will be in this election, the South Carolina vote that's coming up. Yeah, and, of course, the governor, Nikki Haley, uh, has endorsed Romney, but, of course, she's not very popular you know, right now in, 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 in the new governor there. And, uh, and, and another thing about Santorum, as you may, too, is the fact that I, I kind of like the idea that, 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 that he's the southern, kind of the, the southern candidate, but he's from the north. You know, he, he's a, he, he could actually help out, maybe, maybe, maybe win his home state of Pennsylvania, as well as maybe neighboring Ohio and some other, you know, of the old kind of Midwestern Rust Belt states, um, you know, and, and as well as, as do well, very well in the South. Well, you know, when you bring that up, uh, that would be a scary thought for if, if you're trying to get Barack Obama reelected and if you had some candidate that was strong in Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, even in a Michigan, oh boy, that would, that could really upset the apple cart of what uh, the Obama's reelection team's looking at. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm not uh, overly optimistic about, you know, the Republicans doing it in, unless they can, like you say, get themselves organized. And the Tea Party is going to have to be really, really, really a big factor in that thing. They're going to have to have the organizations. They're going to have to have to kind of do for, for Santorum what he doesn't have, have right now himself, which is that those, those troops on the ground, and until he actually has his own people there, the, the Tea Party, they need to get behind him or, you know, or whoever it is, but it looks like him right now. You know, and and do the foot soldiering work for him, uh, because because you know obviously Mitt Romney's got his his troops in place already. Well, that's a great point right there, Chad. Now I'll, I'll admit that's one thing that that uh, pundits don't have is the they've never had a presidential election with the Tea Party in force, and everybody says, well, the Tea Party's all dispirited, they're they're separated, but there's one thing for sure, there's been connections made, networks made, and I believe whenever there's one candidate that they can get behind that's going to be conservative, it it may not please everybody, just like Newt Gingrich (laughs) didn't stay up on top very long, but if Rick Santorum can be that person, I think you can see some massive momentum going his way in a hurry. Now, uh, we'll have to wait and see. That's what makes the elections exciting. And uh, Chad, thanks for coming on Doc Holiday's Tea Party and uh, giving us your view there, right there in the middle of all the action. Appreciate uh, being on your on your on your show, Ed, as always. All right, well, you take care, and uh, we'll check back with you as this uh, election moves along. And that was Chad Groening, and we're glad he spent a few minutes with us here to give us viewpoint on Iowa and the caucuses and. New Hampshire is going on this week. When depending on when you hear this uh, radio broadcast, uh, the New Hampshire primary may be over. I don't know, but what what we want to do is make sure to right here on Doc Holiday's Tea Party, you're hearing the different points of view, what's going on, and the thing that really excites me as a Tea Party activist is uh, we see the Tea Party sort of branching out, breaking out. And, and, and everybody's, the, the press has laughed at the Tea Party because they can't get behind anybody. There's two fractured. But uh, what I'm seeing is that 
what the Tea Party has done is built network, networks on local levels, statewide levels, and we're going to see if this comes into play to help Rick Santorum out. Now, as uh, Chad and I talked about the Iowa caucuses, go back last week. Go back to uh, a show last week. If you didn't get to hear it, uh, it's in the archives. Go right on back and listen to it. But one thing I pointed out, when some of these candidates said God told them to run, when, when does God tell them not to run? I don't know if Rick Perry got a message or not. Michelle Bachman got out. But the shame of Michelle Bachman is this. She could have been a contender. Now, what do I mean by that? <laughs> That's famous lines I know. She could have been a contender. Does that mean that she could have won? No, I don't think she's presidential material this time around. But what would have happened one week before our caucuses? If she would have stepped out then instead of waiting out, if everybody knew Santorum was starting to make this surge, she didn't look like she was coming. If she had stepped out of the race and said, I'm going to throw my support behind Rick Santorum and and, and man, think how powerful that would have been if she had thought about the country instead of herself. Okay, I know some of my Michelle Bachman fans out there <laughs> going to not like what I said. And there's Alice. I know Alice, if you're listening to us down in Florida, Alice was Michelle Bachman's neighbor in Minnesota. And we had her a quip on several uh, weeks ago. But she... Uh, she was a neighbor for, I think, over 20 years of Michelle Bachman. And, and I know you love Michelle Bachman. I like her stances on many things, but she just didn't get the job done. I'm saying she could have been a great player in this presidential race if she would have said, I'm going to get behind Rick Santorum, and he would have surged higher. And not only that, they would have accounted so much of that surge on her uh, servant leadership as getting in out of the way, but she didn't do that. But just just a, a little seed for thought for some of you who may be running for office. In the, if there's a primary, if a lot of people running, there's a time when you read your cards, and uh, you may want to go for broke, and you might hold out for every little miracle. But there's a time, and she should have read the tea leaves there. She should have read the tea leaves, and it was time for her to get out a week ago. And what a difference a week makes. Now she leaves as a loser that couldn't get the job done. If she'd left before it, she could have been riding high and maybe even be saying, hey, that could be a VP for her move to push Rick Santorum ahead. That's uh, presidential politics, and that's why you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, because you're getting things here that you're not going to hear anywhere else. We're glad you're right here, and I'm going to say this. New Hampshire, we're going to tally up those results next week. Then we're going to go into uh, the South Carolina. I've told you I'll be going there personally to Charleston, South Carolina, to be there for the, the campaign and uh, voting day. Debate that night on uh, January 19th is a Thursday night, and they vote on Saturday on uh, the 21st. So... I'll stay there and watch the returns come in and then come back and put the show together and report it out to you. But this is one thing I want to say as we finish up this part on the Iowa caucuses is right here on this Rock of Liberty speech. I'm going to tell you that what we're seeing in Iowa and what we're seeing 
in New Hampshire. What we're seeing across the field of this Republican nomination is a respect for the Constitution. We do not see that in the White House now. We do not see that in this administration. But by the way, I told you on the Tombstone of the Week Award, where they have just laughed at the Constitution and the power of Congress. And if Congress doesn't get a grip, they're going to let the Obama run all over them. But I'm telling you that as Americans that love the Constitution and we love our country, the Tea Party patriots, the Tea Party, Tea Party supporters, we have got to start working together. And that's what you and me are doing. And I've told you we're going to keep you up on this presidential race. And we're going to show you what's going on. And that's what we've done in this week's show. And is Rick Santorum the person we need to get behind? I'm not saying that yet. Newt's still in the game. Rick Perry's still there. We know Ron Paul's there. I got some Ron Paul fans because they keep me on my toes, okay? And I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback that they don't like what I've said about Ron Paul. But I'm, he is having an effect. He's in there. And what we need is energy to get behind whoever can defeat Barack Obama if Ron Paul doesn't make it, okay? Did you hear me? If Ron Paul doesn't make it, he's got a good chance as anybody, okay? I'll tell that to the Ron Paul fans. If the day comes when he doesn't get the nomination, don't go home. Get excited about whoever it is because the main thing has to be kept, and that is that Barack Obama should not get reelected to the White House if this country is going to make a, a turn into a better economic engine, into a better country for everyone. It's going to take an economy that is... Is roaring, and this <laughs> this economy is squeaking. It it needs some oil. It needs a new energy policy. The Rock of Liberty speech. The main thing that you need to get away to come away with is that we are going to work together. The Tea Party, the conservatives, and the moderates like John McCain, Mitt Romney. We got to all work together and make sure with Democrats and independence that Barack Obama is, does not return to the White House. And I know I've heard it like you. Is, is he going to dump uh, Joe Biden for Hillary Clinton? Is he going to get a spur? You know, to me, yeah, he'll get a little shock out of that. But then if he dumps Biden, then it tells you his team is sinking. You know, it shows some desperation. So, you know, it's one of those things that he's in trouble if he does, he's in trouble if he does. So there's a lot of things to keep looking, and I want you to stay positive. Ronald Reagan, no matter what things look like, he would stay positive, and he'd bring a dose of optimism in a room. And you know if we can get any conservative in the White House that understands the tax structure and understands how to create a job and understands how to create an atmosphere that is for job creation, this country is sitting on a powder keg of economic activity just waiting to burst open and the people in jobs and it'll help to knock down the deficit and we get rid of the deficit. We start paying down this debt and good things can happen for this country. Thank God for the United States of America. We can shine for the world once we get somebody in the White House that understands how to create jobs. Wow. 
that is this week's <laughs> this this week's show. We will be back next week telling you about what happened in New Hampshire, getting you ready for South Carolina, and it's exciting times. So every week you don't want to miss it. Come on to Doc Holiday's Tea Party. Click on, tell your friends about it. Rock splitting politics. That's what we're talking about. And that's why my book's called Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics, Tea Party versus the Status Quo. And you can get that book, like I said, at www.teaparty.ms. Go there, teaparty.ms, and you can order the book, tell your friends about it, and let's get this book out and get people excited and fired up about the 2012 election because we are going to get the job done. We're going to get a conservative in the White House that understands how to create jobs, how to lead, and the world will be a better place for it. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.